0: Hello everybody, welcome back. Yes, it has been a week hiatus, I understand, but I guarantee you I have something good in store for us today. (laughs) Okay, great. So I'm just going to really just kind of get into it. But you know what, actually, no I'm not, because I actually do want to really just give it a little, you know, introduction. So basically the title of this podcast, this episode is What is Love? What is love? It's so, you know, it just reminds me, it's almost like a part two of my Let's Celebrate episode, which I encourage you to listen to it if you have not already. And basically, the Let's Celebrate was just speaking about just being thankful and just rejoicing and just be every little step, every step that you have, you know, gained, you have become victorious, you know, through the, by the grace of God, you know, give thanks to God and it really lifts your spirit. You're not... You know, you. It it makes it hard to complain. It makes it hard for depression to really overtake you. But you're really giving thanks to God, and you're just celebrating the small steps. But I won't go into that too much because you know, if either you heard it already, and if you did, shout outs to you. But if you didn't, no worries. Just go ahead and listen to it. So this one is what is love. <clears throat> now, once again, this is wifely wisdom for my wives. Wives and you know, the women who are fiancés, girlfriends, those who are believing God for a man, <laughs> all of us, right? Because this is such a powerful topic. What is love? Now, I want to start off because a lot of times, wives, you know, women, we get frustrated with our man for not, you know, we get frustrated with our men for not doing certain things, for not. Um, at treating us the way we believe that we should be, we we know that we should be treated. Um, they may, you know, you, you may have, you may be in the area in your marriage where it's kind of just plateaued. You may have just gotten into, you know, just just you know, just like scheduling, just like systematic scheduling. You're not really focused on on what you know on each other. And sometimes the woman will realize it before the man. The man don't see anything wrong with it. And so I just wanted to first point out one big thing, because sometimes we make the mistake of feeling like love is romance, because there is a difference between romance and there is a difference between love. Now, the definition, yeah, Google the definition of romance and the definition of romance is a feeling of excitement and mystery so it's a feeling it's that excitement you know when you do those you know super nice things everybody's romance is different so I won't you know what what may be romantic to me could not be the same for you but the feeling you get is the same the feeling of excitement the feeling of Oh my goodness, what's about to happen? The feeling of, that is so what? Thank you so much. The feeling of, oh, my man's the greatest. He did this and this for me. You know, that type of feeling, that feeling of excitement, that is romance. That is not love. And so sometimes (laughs) you get in a relationship, in a marriage, and that does happen in the beginning. That happens during the courtship. That happens during the engagement. That could possibly happen during the first few years of marriage and all of a sudden, it stops, God forbids. And, and then, you know, all of a sudden people feel like the love has died. And so they feel the need to get a divorce, but that's not love. That's romance. Now, this is not to say that women don't need romance because romance is, it keeps the, it keeps the spark, you know, but it's not love. And so when your marriage and your, or your relationships You are grounded with the false narrative that romance is love. It really does lead to trouble. Romance is not love. Romance, we're going to get into love. You know, I don't play that. But romance, you think about a meal, right? Romance is the seasoning. It's not the meat. It's not the, the, the starch. It's not the fried chicken. It's not the macaroni and cheese. Yes. It helps elevate it. Yes. You don't just want to put salt and pepper. Now you don't just want to put salt and pepper in your fried chicken. I, you know, if you, you know, you one of those that just put salt and pepper, no judgment, but you might want to add some cayenne pepper. You might want to add some onion and garlic, pe- you know, season, you might want to add some adobe, you know, that's, that's just you, you know, I don't know, but I'm saying, but you get my example, right? Romance is not love. So it's very important that we separate the two so that we're not especially you know for those who are married it's just one of those things where if that is what has happened in your marriage that you do take a moment and really seek God about that and ask God to really renew your mind and change the narrative of your thought of you and your husband's thoughts so that you're not going down this downward spiral because the romance isn't there at that moment. I, I would my my of I would love for romance to be an everyday thing for every couple, but sometimes it's just for some. For most, that's just not the reality. But what keeps you grounded? Love, not romance, but love, and that's where I'm getting at. How if you you know if you understand what I'm saying? So, what is love? Now you know I googled the the definition for romance but you know surely now we are going into the bible okay into the word the fiery sword to talk about what is love now god being the amazing father counselor teacher that he is to us gave us the full-on definition and the apostle paul speaks about it in first corinthians chapter 13 verses and i'm going to read verse four through seven and 13. Now, normally I go through the new King James version, but this particular time I did the NIV version. Um, You know, just very simple. Cause you know, we, and we've all, I'm sure heard this. And if you have it, no worries. And there's nothing wrong with you listening to it for the first time. And if you have, but I just wanted to break it down. But first let me read the scripture. So it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, (laughs) always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And there's more to it, but I kinda just wanted to pause it. And then I wanted to go on, and that that was verses four through seven, and I wanted to skip right to verse 13, which is super, you know, (laughs) relevant. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So you mean to tell me that love is greater than faith? Now, when we read, especially in the New Testament, um, different, um, especially in the New Testament, we realize that faith is extremely important. Faith is the driving point really to get you into heaven. Faith is you need faith, right? Um, so what is, but the greatest of them, but the greatest of faith and hope is love. You need love. God is love. God is love. So, and knowing that, that means that that is where your marriage, that's where your relationships all need to be grounded in. Now, one of the, and I didn't even, it's funny, I didn't even look at, um, I didn't even write it down, but One of the um, excuse me, one of the scriptures that I think what happened was, I believe the Pharisees, they were challenging Jesus. And um, I will look at I'm not sure the exact scripture, but I believe it's in Luke. And when they were asking him about the commandments and he said the greatest two commandments, you know, was to love God With all your heart, you know, all your soul strength. But the, sec- and the second greatest commandment was to love your neighbor as you love yourself. There are no two commandments greater than those, right? You can't, basically you can't, <laughs> when you love God with everything in you and you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you really can't lose. So I wanted to break down love as it applies to us. Now, one of the, there's two ways I wanted to break it down, just two ways. The first way is loving ourselves. The second way is love and marriage, and we're basically we're basically basing it off this entire scripture that I just read that those verses, because it's important that we understand this. I remember on my own walk um this one man of God, he said, "You know how could you love your how could you love a neighbor if you don't love yourself?" <laughs> God says to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, how are you really loving your neighbors? How are you, meaning, how are you, how do you, how are you able, excuse me, to love others? So you could be like, well, how do I love each other? How do I love myself? Well, it says it right here in 1 Corinthians 13, four, verses 4 through 7, and it in verses 4 through 7. So it says, it set. Yes. So, you know, you, you have to love yourself. So what is love? And like I said, we're going to go through the different types of love. Now, love is patient. Right. So patient. How do you love now? in loving yourself. What does that mean? Love is patient. That means you have to be patient with yourself, meaning you have to be patient with your walk, meaning. You have, you cannot, don't try to rush something because don't rush what God is doing. Allow yourself, understand that you are human. Understand that there is, um, lessons in the mistakes. It can be hard sometimes. And sometimes we as women, we as, you know, we can be hard on ourselves. But you have to learn to be patient with yourself. When you're seeking God, and you it's not gonna, you're not gonna always get it right every single time. You're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna fall short sometimes. But you have to remember that his love and mercy and grace is real. God's mercy and grace is real. You have to be patient with yourself. A lot of people, there are multimillionaires, and they'll say, Listen, I bumped my head, I fell so I I I felt so many times now we as believers, God will not let us fall. He will, we we may stumble, but we won't fall. But what I'm saying is you, even in that, so we may stumble, but we won't fall. So you have to understand this. There's lessons in those moments. So yes. And I think I even talked about this a while ago. Yes. You may not have done that thing what God told you to do. But now that you're doing it, there's no need to go back on the in the past and worry about, oh, why I didn't do that. Or maybe you started a um, you know, some sort of podcast like myself. You're not getting the views you thought you were gonna get. You need to be patient in your process. When you're seeking God and God is giving you that, yes, understand God is working it out. God is doing miraculous things for you. Be patient with yourself. And truly the root of that is being patient with it is be it is trusting God. But we'll get into that. Um, love is kind, be kind to yourself, be, treat yourself like you would treat, you know, like, you know, handle yourself with care, treat yourself like you would treat a newborn. Listen, everybody's financial situations are different. So wherever it lands for you, make sure you do that. If that means that, if if it means for you to go get your nails done, make sure that you're kept up, make sure, be kind to yourself. Uh, making sure that you're drinking a lot of water your body needs water sometimes we we, we forget to take care of our own selves be kind to, that's being kind to yourself you know we we forget to eat or we may overeat be kind to yourself we load ourselves with nothing but junk food that's not being kind to your body which is a temple for the lord That opens the door for serious attack. You know, it's not to say that, yes, you can eat stuff here and there. But when it comes to the point where your diet is horrendous, that's not being kind to yourself. And if you cannot, you know, go to the spot. If you can't do that, take a nice shower and just sing. That is self-care. That is being kind to yourself. Love is patient. You want to love yourself enough to know, like, listen, I deserve. How about this? I got one better for you. I deserve this time with God. So that, yes, that may mean that I may have to wake up that extra hour early, but I deserve that moment because let me tell you, when you spend time with God first, before anything else, it really sets your day in an amazing way. So be kind to yourself. Go for a jog. Exercise if you're able to. Walk if you're able to. There was this woman that got, I, I read her, Um, she's on Instagram, I read her post, she says she um makes it she she makes she what what exactly did she say I can't remember well let me think hold on no this is what no she well basically in, in so many words she makes sure she laughs every single day In so many words she's basically she basically said she makes sure she laughs every single day do you laugh do you laugh every day do you laugh at least once a week and when you laugh is it a hearty laugh what makes you laugh what is funny what is fun You know, these are things that you're being kind to yourself. It's not saying that you're, I'm not telling you to do this in lieu of spending time with God, in lieu of doing, of not doing what God, you know, uh, uh, not doing what God is telling you to do. No, that's rebellion, but God loves us so much. I'm saying that if God told you to work on this business, you've all, you absolutely work on that business, but you don't, you still at the same time do something each day that is being kind to yourself, whether you drink the amount of required water that you know that you're supposed to drink, whether you ate vegetables that day that were steamed. Because some, you know, sometimes we like to cook them down. And let me tell you something, there is nothing wrong with some collard greens that are smothered. Okay, you know what? Let me not <laughs> with turkey decks. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, are we eating um, raw produce, right? Um, are, we <clears throat> are we giving ourselves facials? Are we washing and conditioning our hair, you know, at the right time? Are we sleeping with a bonnet on? You know what I'm saying? Let's be kind to ourselves. That is, you know, you hear about self-care, self-love. No, it's real. Be kind to yourself. Um, love does not envy, okay? I spoke about this I, actually it's so funny because it was this the previous episode just stay in your lane, which I, you know, it was a little aggressive, but it was needed. <laughs> Love does not envy. The key to this is staying in your lane. Focusing on what God has called you to do, whatever that is. There is, I don't know if you anybody have seen this picture. There's like this picture of like these two, I believe, workers, and they're like planting their seeds. And this one guy, the one worker, it's like a cartoon little, you know, little thing. And the one guy, he had a carrot, and the carrot was super big you know like super big at the top but the roots were small and then the other guy he just had some sprouts but his carrot and the ground was so huge when you're focusing on yourself you won't be focusing on the other person's carrot you'll be doing exactly what god has called you to do whatever that is so that means and and, and what that does is it reduces jealousy it stops it, because if you're not focusing on, on somebody else's growth, if you're not focusing on somebody else's progress in a way of comparison, right, because sometimes as accountability partners or as friends, you may, you know, recognize your sister, your brother, your friend doing something, and you're like, i well, wow, I'm so proud. You may be inspired. You may even pray for them. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about when you find yourself comparing. Well, wow, I wish, you know... I I could do that. You know, I wish I could get that done. No, you're focusing on what God has called you to do. And you do not envy, right? You do not dishonor. When you honor people, let me tell you something. When you honor people, there is a blessed reward that comes with that. You have to learn to honor everyone around you. Honor those around you. Honor your mother and your father, honor the elders, honor your leaders, honor your pastors, honor your husband. Okay. (laughs) Hello, honor God. Okay. Honor. We've spoken about that as well, but honor. You must honor people. How do you, you, you give thanks, you, you, you help out, you provide service, you submit, you spend time, um, depending upon, you know, what the role is. You honor what God has given you, honor the gifts God has given you. How do you honor them? You don't just put them to the wayside. You don't be, you're not disobedient with the calling. You know, I'm speaking for all, including, I'm speaking to myself right now. Okay. You know, we honor the gifts. Honor the gifts. Honor your friends. What does that mean? We stand for our friends. That means we we don't let anybody, you know, just treat our friends any kind of way. We don't, we definitely don't let anyone treat our husband any kind of way. We are constantly seeking God for everything. We put God but as a matter of fact, we're so real with it that if somebody like, hey, I want to go, let's go on a trip. We like, I'll let, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. We're not even quick with the yeses anymore because we go on to our father. Like, God, what do you, should, Father, should I go on this trip or not? We're honoring. That's honor in that. We're showing God that he is first in everything. Which <laughs> reminds which is a great segue to the next one. It's not easily angered. It can be, e- it can get easy to be angered when you're believing in something and someone is provoking you. But how do you, how is, how does it help you to not be easily angered by putting God first? When you seek first the kingdom of God, when you seek God first, everything else will fall into alignment. Everything else would make sense, even when it doesn't make sense. When you put God first, people can't hit you in those areas and target those areas of anger for you you're 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 not easily angered you're you're actually <clears throat> you're not easily angered you're letting things go you're giving your burdens to god you're giving any traumatic things you went through to god That is, you're not because the way anger happens it it works with traumatic experiences it works with um really traumatic experiences it works with you know um and honestly, that's really what's coming to me right now is traumatic experiences. Uh, what's another? Yes, love keeps no record of wrong. This is a big one. And you as a woman, now remember, I'm. I separated the two. We're talking about just us loving on ourselves. Okay? We're not being easily angered. We're not getting angry. Sometimes you can't get angry at yourself. Why did I do that? That was so stupid of me. No, we ask God for forgiveness. We forgive ourselves. We ask God, what's the lesson in this? We learn from it and we move on. Now, not keeping records of wrong, that's another one. Just like kind of goes hand in hand. We're no longer keeping records of wrongs that we've done to other people and to ourselves. If God has forgiven us, it is our duty to forgive ourselves as well. Let's see. Um... It protects, <laughs> protect as, as women, we're protecting, protect yourself. How do you protect yourself? Not now, listen, God is our protector, right? Yes. But God has given a certain gift. There's certain things that come with being a daughter. There's certain things that come with being a child of God. And one of those things are peace is peace. Peace is something that we must protect. How do you, how do you protect your peace? Keeping up boundaries. How do you protect your peace? Being obedient. If God told you not to answer that phone call, don't answer that phone call. You don't know what's coming with it. If God told you not to go to that event, don't go to that event. You don't know what's coming with it. That is part of you protecting what God is giving you. Peace, love, and a sound mind. (laughs) Okay? Don't mess with that guy. This is for my singles. He's not worth it. He may, that can go against the very thing God has given you, which is a sound mind. So you want to protect what God has given us. Love, a sound mind, peace. We, I, listen, what I have learned is that peace is, is worth gold, is, is worth more than gold, okay? Another, trust, okay? You have to trust God, the God in you. You have to trust God's will for you. You have to trust that. We, we have to remember, and sometimes this is a little, we can forget. God knows everything. He knows us way more than he, we know ourselves. He knows what's planned for us. He knows what's on the road for us. He knows that. So we have to trust God enough for our lives. And which reminds me of, you know, the, the scripture, Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he shall direct your paths. Okay, so you want to trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's going to direct your path. That is loving yourself because you you love yourself so much that you're like I'm going to trust God enough with my life because I know if I'm not trusting God, that means I'm now giving um open in the way to the devil, and I actually love me too much so um to to go the wrong route. So I'm going to stay on this path of righteousness with my Father in heaven. Love hopes is hope, right? So hope, let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And so it says, but those who wait on the Lord and if in NIV, it says hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes <clears throat> with everything we have going on, it can be, e- it can, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed it can be easy to choose that that route but we have to remain we have to remain hopeful that despite what the naked eye sees despite what the circumstances is we are hoping in God's promises for our lives we're hoping in everything that we're doing if you yourself are working on um, a great project, right? Or you're supporting your husband on a great project, whatever it is, your hope is so strong. And what that does is that increases your will. And what that does is that causes you to pray even more fervently. That causes you to pray and, and, and believe it even more aggressively. And that is what you need because it won't tire you out. It won't, you know, having hope Blocks that whole procrastination. It blocks that, you know, completing something and not fin. I mean, excuse me, starting something and not finishing it. So you want to make sure that you are hoping and you want to keep the hope for yourself. Whatever God has called you to do. I don't care if this hope, if it's your hair growth. Okay, if you had to get some inches cut off because of neglect, you're like, it doesn't matter because guess what? I'm gonna keep going because I know I've been praying and I'm hoping that my hair is gonna get down to my tailbone. Okay, there is nothing wrong with that. And also, and then finally, perseverance. Okay, perseverance you want to persevere, you want to keep going, you don't want to stop. When you love yourself, you're not gonna stop. You're not going to stop going hard to make sure that, you know, your your life is good. You're not going to stop, you know, just because they ha- they may something may have went a little wrong, just because there may have been a hiccup, okay? You're not going to stop. You're going to persevere. You're going to keep going because you you know that you're like, I want everything God has for me because God has plans for you. And so you when you love yourself, you're not going to stop because, you know what, I love myself too much. I, and there's nothing wrong. And the thing is sometimes we get that misconstrued. No, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. We sometimes like we I love my you know, it's is, is something wrong when you're narcissistic. Don't no, you know, you, know you, you only thinking about yourself. But I'm saying we have to remember to love ourselves because that's the so, to so some of us don't love ourselves. Some of us don't know how to love ourselves. But when we use this um this anchor scripture, when we use this word. We, we, it reminds us exactly how to love ourselves and really to love God and anybody else. And so when you persevere, like, I'm not going to give up, I'm going to keep going. So that means if you're in school right now, right, I don't care what's going on. And they try to, I've heard like my church, I've heard so many wonderful testimonies about people persevering and defeating the enemy's advances of trying to get them to stop school. When you, when you love yourself, you're like, no, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to get my degree. I don't care how long it took. I don't care if I stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped. No, from this day forward, I choose to love myself. I'm going to keep going. I love myself too. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep going. I don't care if they try to deny me. Guess what? I'm going to be praying because I know my father got me. I love myself too much to not get every blessing that God has for me on this earth. Because God I I guarantee you, God has a bunch of blessings on this earth, and the enemy tries to stop you from getting it, um through through hate, really, because that's the opposite of love, by not loving yourself. And I actually skipped one. Love is not self seeking, so I want to be very clear, right? Loving yourself and self seeking is different. We're not t- self seeking is selfishness, when all you are worried about is yourself, and that's not love. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When all you're worried about is not is not you you're only worried about yourself. You're not worried about others, you're not worried about w- what it could do to others. It's not act and it's actually going against the very essence of God because when you're selfish, you're not it's going it is not even aligning with God's will for your life. Because we understand that as Christians, we're to win souls, we're to serve, we'll to help those in need. So when you're love when you loving yourself is consistently always putting everybody else just to the wayside, then that's a problem because love is also a sacrifice. So if you're never sacrificing and you're just worrying about yourself, no, that's self-seeking and that is not love. And and surely I don't know what marriage you can be in when you're selfish. That is just, that's something that when, when people are selfish, it's important that that's something you want to pray about. You don't want, you that's not the way to go. So <laughs> anyways, So that's loving yourself. Now, what is love? How do you love in marriage? How do you love in relationships? How do you love in marriage? Once again, we're going to go down to it. Love is patient. You have to be patient with your spouse. You have to be patient with their process. If you're praying to God, right... And you actually see him taking steps. You have to be patient with him. That's love. And you also have to know, and I've said this so many times before, that everybody comes in with, they they were raised differently. Okay. Their warfare is different. Okay. The, The bloodline curses are different. Okay. They are breaking through things that are different. Okay. So you have to be patient with their growth because you have to remember that before he is your husband, he is God's son. And God knows him very well. And God is going to help him. And so you help him by praying for him, by being there for him and being patient with him, even when he falls short. Even when he falls short. And I meant to add, you know, it is, it does not boast and it is, it is not proud. You know, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? You're not boasting over, <laughs> you're not, you're not boasting And concerns of your husband all the time. Like telling him what how good you are and what he's not. That's not helping him. That's hindering him. When you're always boasting about yourself. The Bible says let somebody else do it for you. Sometimes we can get in the habit of always talking about how great and wonderful we are. And it usually comes from a a, a place of um, toxicity. It usually comes from a place of always being put down. So it's not even from a godly place. It's just from a demonic traumatic place. Right? But that's not love. That's defense and that's protection. Allow God to do that for you. God Allow God to exalt you. The self-exaltation thing is not humility. And you re- must remember that God hates pride. It does not mean that you're just out here with this. Not being fake humble. Meaning that if somebody says thank you, you're like, oh, nothing. No, you're saying you're welcome. I'm just, God bless you. All glory All glory goes to God. No, I'm talking about always talking about all the great things you do for people. Which is very dangerous because... Jesus said, If you do that, your reward is that's your reward right there. you don't even benefit from anything, but it's to say that' you're, when you do testify is to help others it's to motivate them, not to make yourself feel good that's boasting um also its just not envy okay We talked about the roles of marriage. you should never be envying your husband, you shouldn't even be envying someone else's marriage because you don't know what they're going through. you really don't you really don't um when you find yourself comparing and getting angry that your husband is not doing what somebody else's husband is doing you're making a dangerous mistake because you don't know what they're going through every relationship they have their issues and it's not to say that you know it's going to be all bad but can you handle the Can you handle the calling that comes with what they deal with? Because although some relationships happen to be more triumphant over others, you don't know what that actual wife has to do. And if you even have the grace to do what she has to do to keep to, um, by the grace of God to, to keep her marriage afloat. You know what I'm saying? Um, love does not dishonor. Once again, you should never be dishonoring your husband. If you, if it's that easy for you to dishonor your husband, there's a lack of love there. So you want to make sure you're honoring your husband at all times. You want to make sure you're not speaking ill of him, you know, ill of him. You want to make sure that you're praying for him when he goes out to work, when he goes you your cover, he's already been, he's so prayed up. You don't even, you don't, you don't even, you, you, you don't even, um, toss and turn. Okay, you want to make sure that he's fed. You want to make sure that he's a You want to make sure he's achieving his dreams. You want to be praying to God for his life, travailing for his life. That is honor. You want to make sure that he that his needs are met. That is honor. Matter of fact, you want to make sure as long as it's, you know, morally, excuse me, as long as it's in alignment with God and it's, you know, it's it's good. You want to make sure his wants are met, too. You know, you want to do that as well. Um, once again, it's not self-seeking when you're in a marriage, you cannot be selfish. As a a matter of fact, you are really dying to yourself every day. Okay. You want to make sure that you are submitting. You're not, so you're not thinking about what about me? What about me all the time? No, I'm not telling you to neglect yourself, but you are to have, you, you are to definitely Consider that person, you are to definitely no matter what do the what is required of you by by God that is something you want to do. It's not easily angered once again, going back to even loving yourself, you have to put God first. you have to put God first when you put God first, there are certain targets. That when he's having a bad day, or if he's in a season where really he's not doing what he's supposed to do, or unfortunately the enemy has used him in a way to hurt you, it doesn't easily anger you. You're, I'm, I'm not saying you have to be a robot, but you know at that moment to go to, and pray to God. It, it, it don't, you're not so wrapped up in your flesh because, you can, because when you sought God first. You put God first. You clearly see there's a demon working. That's trying to come against your marriage. It makes you more sober. And so because you're not easily angered. You're now, you're now able. There is a, a, a grace period. Where you're now going into your secret place. And praying to God. About the entire situation. And asking God to truly intervene. On your behalf. On your marriage's behalf as well. Um, it keeps no record of wrong. When you ask. You know, it's funny. and I've said this before. (laughs) Who keeps records of wrong? Satan. Satan is the accuser. Satan is the legalist. Satan is the one who was night and day throwing accusations against you to try to figure out how to ruin your life. That is who keeps records of wrong. So if that's who keeps records of wrong, that is not who we need to attain to, which means that we need to forgive. If you speak to any couple or read about any couple who has been married over 10 to 15 years or 25 years, 30, 40, 50 years, they say, you have to let it go. You have to forgive. You cannot be in any marriage and you out here holding records of wrongs. That will the bitterness, the hate, the jealousy, the envy, the anger, the, the, the rage, that comes with that is is, is you know wh- wh- whose heaven are you getting into? That's Scion. So <laughs> you have to forgive. It, it just comes with it. You have to forgive. You I I I seriously don't care what happened. If y'all are still married, you have to forgive. That is the only way to move forward. And truthfully, that's how it is in life general. That is what love is. You must forgive it and say. Holds no records of wrong. It didn't say holds um, some records of wrong. It didn't say holds just the really, really bad records of wrong. No, it says holds no records of wrong. How do you do that? You have to forgive. Just like God forgives us, we have to not forgive. I, I, we have to forgive when they trespass against us. So if your husband has done something wrong, how could you live with somebody and truly be happy if you were holding on to the past, if you were holding on to what he has done? That is, I mean, where's the joy in that? That's not love. <laughs> love protects. Once again, protecting your marriage, right? You're not having just, and you're not speaking to just everybody about your marriage. You're not just speaking to, you know, anybody about your marriage. You know, we talked about praying about wise counsel. Who's the wise counsel for your marriage? You're not just going to anybody just because they're familiar. You're going to God and asking God, who's your wise counsel? And you're keeping it very limited. You're not consistently, um, you know, you're not, you're not, You're praying over your marriage. You're praying for your marriage, right? You're praying for your husband, for his dreams, his jobs, his movements, his walk in God. You're praying. You're protecting your marriage by praying, believing, and and using wisdom. Remember, we spoke about wisdom. Using wisdom, you need wisdom. Seek God in that ask God for wisdom, God will give to you without reproach, you need wisdom, but you need to protect your marriage, because it's very easy when you don't, and you're having the wrong people in it, it can really lead to a path of destruction, and that's my own personal testimony, But, but God, <laughs> by the grace of God, God kept us, and we're doing well, okay, also trust, okay, You have to trust God. And this kind of goes hand in hand with being patient with your spouse, being patient in your marriage. You have to trust that God is doing it. You have to trust that no matter what, when you, um, your God is doing it. Sometimes God, your husband may say something that does not agree with you. Okay. It's so funny. I was just talking to somebody and they, they gave me such a funny example, which I won't say out of respect, but it's like, you, you know, if, if your husband says do this and I'm like, let's say for instance, he says, you know, I want to go to, um, let me think, uh, let's say he's like, I want to move to Nebraska and you know that we, we actually used this example before, I believe something similar and you know, in your heart of hearts and you know that y'all supposed to be in Miami, right? That means you're praying about it. You're at, you're praying, you're seeking God. God, please let us not move to Miami. At this point, it's getting closer to the day. God, if it's in your will for us to move to Miami, let it be. But if not, God, please really stop this abrupt thing. What that means is that you're trusting God to know that, okay, I'm going to go with this. until God stops this whole thing. If God stops this whole thing, because you don't know what God is doing. Miami, y'all, actually, actually both may be right. There may be a key for y'all in Nebraska and Miami is, a, is the final step right so and you know sometimes your husband needs to be built up god knows best so when you do that it, it lessens the arguments it actually helps your submission process right because you're not arguing not combating with him consistently you're praying diligently and if God did not stop that move and y'all end up in Nebraska you're trusting and you're not you're not bitter and angry and upset and depressed because you wanted to be in Miami so bad in fact that you're hopeful now because you're like okay God you did not stop this move to Nebraska so what that means is that there is something here for us so God show me please (laughs) you're actually now joyful You're you have this this wonderful spirit because now you're excited to go. You're excited. You're in Nebraska. Like, okay, should I get some like cowboy boots? I don't know if anybody's from Nebraska. Let me know. Is that where they wear cowboy boots? I don't know. Is that where the ranches are? But whatever. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? When you trust God, especially in your marriage, especially with your husband, if he says something that does not sit well with you and you're praying and you're praying, and I mean praying, (laughs) and nothing changed, you're trusting God that this is being done for a reason. Sometimes we, you know, just like we make mistakes, sometimes they got to make mistakes too. Or better yet, some actually they know what they're talking about. God has actually spoken to their spirit and this is actually the route God actually wants y'all to take. Um, try. uh, Yes, hope. You want to keep the hope alive. You want to keep hope in your marriage. The hope is the hope is needed, especially when those times get tough. Especially when it's not all happy, happy, joy, joy. Especially when tur- um, turbulence comes. Especially when a storm tries to come. You want to hope in the Lord. Because at that point, you will soar. On the You will mount up like an eagle. At that point, you will run and not grow weary. At that point, you will not faint. At that point, you will not give up. At that point, it doesn't matter what it looks like is going on. What you As for you and your husband. As for you and your man. It is protected under God. And that's what you need because it's in those moments that hope is needed. Because hope, like I said, with this, the loving yourself, when you love your husband and you're, and love is in your marriage, y'all are hoping. When um, me and my husband went through the darkest moments, it was hope that kept us. By the grace of God, God kept us, but we still kept hope that no we're going to do whatever it takes to to make this make it through. We're going to do whatever it takes to make it through, even in the mistakes that we made doing that. We still had hope, and that kept us even in those darkest periods. I'm telling you the truth, you really want to make sure that you keep that hope. And if you find yourself losing hope, that means that is weariness, and it can and you want to really seek God, to ask God to lift that off of you because that is a burden that no one needs. And perseverance. (laughs) Marriage is a journey. Marriage, when you say I do, your whole intention is to do it for life, okay? Your whole intention is to do it for life. Uh, You know, they say till death do us part, but I don't, I, I don't, is there I'm sorry. Is that in the Bible? Somebody let me know, you know, (laughs) I'm not perfect. You know, I don't know every scripture, but I thought, you know, when they came together, they're just, they're one flesh now, but you understand what I'm saying? Like perseverance, you need, you need it. Okay. So when you say I do, that means at that point, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going. Yes. It may not. Yes. And like, I just said it, I, 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 I hope I'm not repeating myself too much, but yes, it may get dark sometimes. Yes, there's trials and tribulations, but you're going to keep going because you know what? This marriage is so important to you and you love this marriage and you love this man and you love yourself that you are not going to give up. You're not going to divorce when that is not God's will for your lives. That is not what you're going to do. So you're going to make sure that you're doing every act of love that you know to do for this marriage to go forth. You're going to keep going. That means when he's not acting right, you know what? I'm not playing now. I'm going to be praying, okay? Even when it hurts, even when you weep, even when you crying, even when that thing is like oh no what, who is this and i who is this person who has he become no you know you you don't you don't just stop right there you know oh no you go in and see your secret place and see your prayer closet and you are praying to god and you are crying out to god and you are believing god for change and let me tell you about our father in heaven he meets us where we're at so <laughs> that is it um i didn't actually expect it to go this long really but This is how beautiful love is, um, and it's such. It's sometimes you know we know it, but sometimes it's good to like break it down. Sometimes it's good to break it down. So you know, I just wanted to really break it down, break it down a little bit, and and really, I think it was important that we started with loving ourselves because in order to love somebody else, we have to learn to love ourselves. You know, like I said in the beginning, Jesus said, "Love your neighbor like you love yourself." We have to learn, so we have to love ourselves in order to love someone else. So please do me a favor <laughs> or do yourself a favor, not me a favor, not really doing me a favor. But, you know, I still listen, I love to see I love to hear great news. You know, good news is amazing for anybody. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. OK, don't don't envy other people's um, lives because you feel like yours is not going that well. Okay. Um. Don't get so anger, angry at mistakes that you made in the past. Forgive yourself. Protect your peace. This is all need, and so on and so forth. Rewind it if you need to. (laughs) But definitely love yourself, and please. Make sure that love is the anchor. Make sure that love is the glue. God is the glue, but God is love. Make sure that that is what's keeping your marriage grounded in the Lord. Romance is not it. Romance is amazing. Romance is exciting. Romance is fun, but it is a feeling. No love. We need God at a. God is our foundation. Our foundation. And what is God? God is love. Okay. So this is what you want. Keep it there. Pray about this. Listen to this again if you have to. But make sure that love is your driving point. Because once again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, it says, and now these three, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So please do me a favor. Love, 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 love. And just in case when those times get hard, if it gets hard, right, and when I say hard, I'm not speaking no poverty and no no nothing destruction, nothing like that, but we do know as Christians we are to go through things, you know this is kind of just what it is I mean this is in life in general, but that we are when we go to first Corinthians thirteen and we really meditate on that and remind ourselves what is love that if we've gotten to a place you know if there's a a moment where you know it's not really romance there going on that we remind ourselves that is not love. This is what is love, right? First Corinthians 13 is what is love. So that's pretty much it. Um <clears throat> but yes, guys, I also really speaking of love, um, with Valentine's Day coming up, I actually have something really cool. Um, it's for you know, it's for Valentine's Day. Look on my page. I have like um, a Portia presents travel and my website, which is Travel dot com. It's P O R T I A Travel dot com, and I have this like super cool thing for love for Valentine's Day. And basically, you know, it's just helping those out who, you know, I'm, I I do event planning as well and like trips and stuff. So I actually probably should have, you know. Spoke about that a few episodes ago, but you know, right now I'm doing something really cool for couples where I'm planning, you know, just the weekend for them to really bring that romance. Cause like, you know, we do need romance, but it's not, that's not what we're grounded in. Right. But there's nothing wrong with romance. It's a very wonderful thing. And so please check me out. We have some great package deals. And also, um, I have a mother's day event coming up in Turks and Caicos. So once again, visit travel.com for more information about that. I would love if you can join. We can meet in person and really just fellowship and just have a great time together. This will be my second Mother's Day trip. The first one was fantastic. <laughs> we went to Puerto Rico. And this time we're going to Turks and Caicos. So, I mean, really, you know, it's really fun um, as far as all the regulations that's going on. They they've been doing a great job with keeping up with those different regulations, so I wouldn't be fearful about any of that. And we don't live in fear, right? That's not really our thing. But, um, definitely, please, PortiaTravel.com. dot and please, please, please follow me on Wifely Wisdom, at Wifely Wisdom one on Instagram, on Clubhouse, um, Wisdom Wifely on Twitter, and Wifely Wisdom on Facebook. So, well, no, Wifely wasn't one on Facebook, I believe. <laughs> but, anyways, guys, I love y'all so much. Um, and I just want to seal this with prayer, Father God. Um, we just we just come before you, God. We just seal this um entire episode with the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for reminding us again who you are, reminding us again what love is, reminding us. What the key thing is to have it, which is love, God. I thank you, Father God, that if there's anybody that is at the sound of my voice who has not loved, who does not love, who does not know love, who does not know how to love. God, I thank you for visiting them, Father God, in their secret place, God, and really healing their heart from all trauma, bitterness, anger, any hard hardness. I thank you for taking the stoniness out of their heart and replacing it with the heart of flesh, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for... The word that was given, let it be rooted in us. And Father God, anything that is opposite of what Your love is, God, I pray that You will uproot it out of us. I pray that You will shift our minds, God, that we will focus and, and really focus on the very essence of what You want us to focus on, God. I pray, God, that we will not that we will not focus on what's going left or right, but really keep our minds on You, You who give us perfect peace, God. I pray that Father, through every person, every person at the sound of my voice, God, that whatever that whatever um. Toxicity may be going on in in their lives that you will really remove it and deliver them from all evil, God. I pray, Father, that you will restore the marriages that are on this call. If there's a marriage that's about to happen and this could be potentially going down the wrong path, God, I thank you for supernatural intervening and putting in them, putting them on the right path for your name's sake, Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, God, um. God, I just thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Father God, may you be the anchor in everyone's marriage. May you be the glue in everyone's marriage. God, may your perfect shalom, your peace, overwhelm everyone's marriage, Abba Father. I pray, God, that I, I pray that you will forgive us for any time we have compared ourselves to others, for any time we have willing, have opened ourselves for attack by the go- going out of your grace, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, may you forgive us for our sins. God, I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' precious, holy name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and yes, so I definitely, you know, like I said, this is such a beautiful. I just feel, I don't know, like I feel so calm because it's such a beautiful topic. You know what I'm saying? It's such a beautiful topic. But before I go, I do want to say a prayer for anybody that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay, th- we're talking about. What God is, which is love. Let's benefit from that. How do you benefit from that? Benefit from it by accepting him in your heart. 2021, this is the perfect time to do it. Really, it is. You know, Begin that walk with God. Begin that walk with Jesus by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. So I just want, if you have not done so, if you feel like, you know, I really need to do it again. I need to really dedicate myself to God again. Feel free to repeat after me. Yes, repeat after me. Lord Jesus... For too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God, who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Well, listen, I love y'all for real. Tell me, please give me feedback, like, subscribe, share if it's been a blessing to you and you feel like, listen, you know someone that needs it, please be a blessing and send it on to them. I love y'all guys. Take care.